it's time for a crossover. This is us, meets the mass Singer. And surprises are in store. I am gagged. I'm gagged right now. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, May 5th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Days after delighting the internet with a candid shirtless photo of himself where he says he's in, quote, the worst shape of my life, Will Smith is getting in the best shape of my life via YouTube's new unscripted fitness series, which premieres in 2022. According to the official synopsis for the six-part show, which was announced Tuesday, Smith is trying to get his groove back while working on his health, adding, quote, this is the fun, funny, inspirational, wildly adventurous, and deep entertaining story of Smith challenging himself to improve every aspect of his fitness, from agility to power to recovery and more, teaming up with guests including pro athletes, scientists and experts, and top YouTube creators. And three-time Grammy winner Pink is adding another accolade to her list. She's the recipient of this year's Billboard Music Awards Icon Award. The pop star will also perform at the ceremony, which will be hosted by Nick Jonas and broadcast live on NBC May 23rd. We'll have more with Pink right here on What to Watch that weekend. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head over to EW.com. Now let's log on for our top three picks, starting with hashtag number three, The Circle. The Netflix social media competition wraps up season two today as the five finalists meet face-to-face for the first time. Well, technically six finalists, because as we know, John is really Jack and Lisa teaming up to catfish the other players. In fact, three out of the five finalists are catfish. Delisa is pretending to be her husband, Trevor, and Lee is posing as 24-year-old student River. This is going to make for an awkward meetup. The finale will also reveal who wins the $100,000 prize... But we all know that's secondary to the drama. You can catch The Circle's Season 2 finale on Netflix right now. Number two. Let's head up to the streets of New York and back to the summer of 1976 for our next pick. That was the summer that David Berkowitz terrorized the city as the serial killer known as the Son of Sam before his arrest and conviction brought the nightmare to an end. Or did it? Our number two pick is Netflix's latest true crime docuseries, The Sons of Sam, A Descent into Darkness, which dives into allegations that Berkowitz didn't act alone. Journalist Maury Terry spent decades attempting to prove that the story behind the murders went deeper than one man, citing Berkowitz's later claims that he was part of a satanic cult that orchestrated the killings. Here's a preview. Son of Sam is not over. Son of Sam still exists. Berkowitz is claiming members of a satanic cult helped in the murders of six people. I could feel a force pulling me into the darkness. This group is all over the country. They were devoted to bringing on the end of the world. Is there a link between the Manson killings and the Son of Sam killings? Maury wanted the truth to come out, but nobody would listen. This case went off the rails a little bit. 
It's a murky story, to say the least, and the Sons of Sam draws on archival news footage, conversations with the people closest to the investigation, and Terry's own words and case files to tell a cautionary tale of a man who went down a rabbit hole and never came out. You can stream the docuseries on Netflix now. It's trivia time. Which legendary New York filmmaker co-wrote and directed a movie about the Son of Sam murders and their impact on an Italian-American neighborhood in the Bronx? Martin Scorsese, Sidney Lumet, or Spike Lee? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Joining me now to share one or maybe more of her picks is EW's Mary Solosi. Hey, Mary, how's it going? Hi, Jared. I'm good. How are you? Doing really well, thanks. So, are you ready for the big question? Here it is: What you watching? <laughs> well, um, when I have to say, since we're about to go back into the world, yeah, um, I really have been sort of obsessing lately over what I'm going to wear. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, I think about it constantly. I've been wearing sweatpants for a year. I'm ready to uh-huh. be done with them. Yep. And so. I love fashion documentaries. I always have. I've watched them throughout quarantine because I always find them inspiring. You know, these beautiful, beautiful things on screen and these incredible personalities, wonderful stories of creativity and reinvention. And so lately, especially as I have been obsessing over my wardrobe upon re-entry into the world, I've really been sort of binging fashion documentaries. So that has been my obsession of late. And what are there any specific ones that have just like really touched your heart and soul? <laughs> oh, I mean, oh gosh. I mean, honestly, one that I do think really touches my heart is the McQueen documentary about Alexander McQueen. It's from a few ah. years ago. That one, you know, this is, I don't consider this a spoiler. It does not end happily. So right. um, yeah. just warning there. It is right. pretty devastating. Because this is, of course, about Alexander McQueen. who About Alexander McQueen, yes. Yeah, who who very sadly took his own life. Yes, but he was such a brilliant talent and such a visionary creative force. And um, also, I think it really comes across in the film that he was, had a really sort of beautiful spirit, even though this industry and the pace and the demands of him, you know, and a lot of factors did sort of consume him. And it, it is devastating, but he really deserves that sort of treatment of his life, that sort of serious documentary treatment, because you can tell he was an exceptional person and an extraordinary talent. And that's the thing with, with someone like McQueen. It wasn't just about fashion, and this is the way with many designers, I think, but it's also art. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's so much of what inspires me about fashion is that it's an art form. It's an art form to make it, and then it's an art form to to wear it. It's like the ultimate... Yeah 
form of expression. I think it's actually a very democratic art form because we all wear clothes. And so we can all appreciate it to some degree, even if we're not wearing actual Alexander McQueen. I've never owned an actual Alexander McQueen piece. I can, I can tell you that. But, um, but I could look at those clothes forever and I could watch that movie a million times. And, and also, I mean, talking about these documentaries in general, I mean, you know, Jared, this week would have been the Met Gala. It's typically the first Monday in May. Mm -hmm. um, this is our second year in a row, the first Monday in May without a Met Gala. But this year, there's going to be one on the second Monday in September, which will come at the end of Fashion Week. So that should sort of be like a comeback moment yeah. for fashion in New York, because Fashion Weeks have also been sort of on hold and strange over the last year. There have been some digital presentations, but not the traditional Fashion Week. And what do we know so far about the theme and tell everyone who the chair people are? Well, um, the theme is always based on the exhibit, the Costume Institute's exhibit in the Met. Mm. And the theme this year is In America, a lexicon of fashion. So um, hmm. a little enigmatic. We'll mm -hmm. see exactly what that looks like, of course, when the exhibit opens. And the chair people are going to be Timothy Chalamet, Billie Eilish, Naomi Osaka, and Amanda Gorman, the poet from the inauguration yeah. who's become such what a, a superstar. And she was on the cover of Vogue, actually. Yes. Uh, I think last month, maybe this month. And Billie Eilish this past weekend, her cover. Oh, yeah. She was on UK Vogue. Oh, yeah. All these, yes. all these Vogue yeah. cover stars sneaking into yeah. the Met Gala. Uh -huh. Who saw that coming? <laughs> but um, actually, speaking of fashion documentaries, there's also one about the Met Gala, the first Monday in May. I forget which year it was, but it was <clears throat> the theme that year was China Through the Looking Glass. And that was the year that Rihanna wore that incredible oh. gold dress with the huge train. Do you remember that? Right. Sure do. Yeah. It's an enormous train. Yes. Huge. It was yes. breathtaking. And there's also, there's one other documentary I want to ask you about, uh, about Vivian Westwood, right? There's one on her. Yes. I think it's called Westwood Punk Icon Activist, I believe is the three little subtitles. Yes. And that one is great. Actually, you know, what's funny is I have been thinking of that one because there's a few steps here, but I've been doing our reporting at EW on Cruella, you know, the upcoming Disney movie about yeah. Cruella DeVille. And it's an origin story about Cruella. And in the origin story, Emma Stone plays her. And um, in the origin story, it takes place in 1970s London amid the sort of burgeoning punk scene. And so I spoke to Craig Gillespie, the director, and he said Vivian Westwood was sort of a reference point for them because that was her. You know, she dressed the Sex Pistols. Yeah. She um, had this shop in London at that time, and she was she was a real punk designer. That's where she came up. That's where she mm -hmm. sort of found herself as a designer, too. So she was sort of a parallel for this imaginary Cruella that Disney's creating, even though I would like to point out that Vivian Westwood does not use real fur, so... That is not a parallel. Right. <laughs> Don't read that into it. <laughs> but um, so anyway, that's another one that was actually recently on my mind because that's one that that's another one that I, I love. And I was just talking about and writing about Cruella. So another mm. one, there, there's a documentary about Halston and there's the upcoming Ryan Murphy series. Right. That um, series starring as well. McGregor. Yeah. Um, about Halston. And the Halston documentary is great. It's got kind of a strange uh, framing device, which I don't think always works, but it is a great, it really does a great job of telling the story of, he had an incredible career. He really sort of defined a look um, in the 70s. You know, he was like the king of Studio 54. Yeah. He showed at the 1973 Battle of Versailles, which was a fundraiser at Versailles in which five American designers and five French designers both showed their collections. And the Americans sort of came out as the stars of the night because they had this sort of fresh, exciting energy of of like a youthful vision of what fashion is. And they had these 
beautiful models, interracial models, not all white models like the French designers had, who just showed these wonderful clothes. And Liza Minnelli sang, and she's definitely going to be in the Halston miniseries, and she's in the yes. Halston documentary, because she and he were best friends. Oh, boy. Well, if the rest of you, uh, like Mary, are excited to get out of your sweatpants, get back out into the world, are looking for some fashion inspiration, uh, she just named three good ones. Westwood and Halston are both on Amazon Prime Video. McQueen is streaming on Hulu. So be sure to check those out. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Jared. And now, This Is Us telling you our number one pick, The Masked Singer. This Is Us star Chrissy Metz joins the panelist table tonight as the season enters the home stretch, with the final six contestants going head-to-head. The remaining competitors include the Yeti, the Russian Dolls, Robopine, Piglet, Chameleon, and Black Swan. Ken has yet another guess for who the latter might be, but Metz isn't having it. Here's a clip. You know what's even greater than that? Tell me. I saw New Hampshire in the clues. Someone from New Hampshire. Maybe your co-star from This Is Us, Mandy Moore. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what I think. Little reunion. This Is Us meets the mass singer. I don't want to burst your bubble, Mm -hmm. Sugar, but she grew up in Florida. She might have been born in New Hampshire. But that still works on this show. If if she's driven through New Hampshire, they'll use it. Great. That counts. Thank you, Robin, for aiding and abetting my guests. I appreciate that. (laughs) You know, it might be her first time on the show, but Metz is already a pro in that she knows Ken's guesses are probably wrong. Meanwhile, EW's on the record with guesses that Chameleon is Wiz Khalifa and Robopine is Tyrese Gibson. But only one singer will be unmasked this week, so tune in to Fox at 8 p.m. to see who will be revealed tonight on The Masked Singer. Lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. Which legendary New York filmmaker co-wrote and directed a movie about the son of Sam murders and their impact on an Italian-American neighborhood? Martin Scorsese, Sidney Lumet, or Spike Lee? If you guess Scorsese, you're incorrect. The answer is Spike Lee, who directed the 1999 film Summer of Sam, starring John Leguizamo, Adrian Brody, and Mira Sorvino. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I am senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.